can raging storms be silenced? For every hurt and anxious thought, grief and isolation, freedom, healing, purpose, away in the wilderness, streams in the wasteland. Are there miracles even in the impossible? Good afternoon, everyone. Good to see all of you on this rainy Sunday. And we're going to read the word. We'll continue worshiping God through the preaching of the word. And I'd like to request everyone to please stand. Our text this afternoon is from Luke chapter 7, verses 11 to 17. Soon afterward, he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearer stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. This is the word of the Lord for us this afternoon. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We come before you this afternoon, worshiping you even as your word is preached. Holy Spirit, speak to each one of us. Let your presence be manifest in our midst this afternoon. Anoint the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Please go ahead, take your seats. Well, this particular account of the gospel was written by Dr. Luke. He was writing of the life of Jesus at a particular time in the nation of Israel when hierarchy in every way characterized the life of the people. You know, the order of hierarchy determined who earned money and who depended on whom. It wasn't a free-for-all economy. Only the men could work. Entering establishments had an order of things. It was a time when age carried weight in almost everything. Men had a higher priority in things over women and children. There were masters and there were slaves. Even the temple had the hierarchy for who can enter and who cannot. There was a holy of holies that was only accessible to the high priest, and that only once a year. There was the inner court when those uh, men could enter, when men could enter 
after they had offered their sacrifices. There was a court for the women outside. Further out is a court for the women. And further out is the Gentile court for the foreigners. They were not good enough to enter the inner courts. Ganun po yung buhay nun. Yung text na binasa natin, that's the setting. Now, this hierarchical way of doing things ultimately spelled out one thing. Who can and cannot approach God and His holy presence. It was not something that was accessible to everyone. So I want you to understand what the scenario was, what the setting of the text we read, so we will have a greater appreciation uh, for what happened. Now, this was the time and the scenario when Jesus was born. What was happening, it wasn't just the uh, scenario of the text we read, but it was the scenario, it was the setting, the kind of culture in which Jesus was born. It was the life he was raised in, the culture he came to understand. So even Jesus was raised in that kind of culture. It was the very same culture Jesus was to go against. Now, we will look at three aspects of the story we read. We will look at the crowd and the funeral. We will look at the widow and her loss. And we will look at the son and this miracle. There are three aspects of that. Very brief, um, six, six verses, seven verses rather. And yet, there are three different aspects we could look at it. Now, Jesus was on a journey to Jerusalem. Uh, a lot of these stories that we read in the Gospels would ultimately lead to one thing. The ultimate destination of Jesus, the cross of Calvary. Yun po yung ano, scenario nun. So, andami yan. On the way to Jerusalem, there would be miracles left and right. There were different things that the Gospel accounts would say, would mention. But every Gospel account would lead to one thing. And that is the cross of Calvary. In verse 11, it says, Soon afterward, he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. Now, Jesus had just healed the dying servant of a centurion in Capernaum. He came from Capernaum. There was a centurion then, there. He wasn't, a, he wasn't Jew. Centurion was part of the, Roman, uh, the Romans. His servant was dying, a servant who he really trusted. And he called for Jesus. He requested, actually. And in fact, he said, you know, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but only say the word, and I know my servant will be healed. So Jesus had just come from that. It likely caused a stir because the servant who was dying ended up alive, uh, well, 100% well. Jesus healed him. So people were beginning to hear of Jesus and his amazing miracles. They were curious. Who was this man who healed the sick and came up with so many impossible miracles? They probably were curious. There were a lot of people following Jesus. He was walking and crowds were following him. I'm sure not everyone was a follower of Jesus. Others were probably just curious. Some probably needed their miracle 
pag may narinig ka na, ay, para ngayon, di ba, pag narinig na ito, namimigay ng ganito doon sa grocery na ganon. All of a sudden, ang haba ng pila doon sa grocery na yon. Everyone wants uh, what's being given. And this probably was the scenario. There were people following Jesus. Some were typically curious, like what I said, sa Pinoy, ang tawag doon, usyusero. Di ba? Yung pag, uh, dito lang yung ano eh, pag may nangyari sa isang sidewalk, yung traffic lumalala. Pero nasa sidewalk lang yung nangyari. And you know why? Because cars would stop. And, alam ko yan, kasi nagmamaneho rin po ako eh. So pag medyo may, ayan nangyari, titigil ka, di ba? Bubuksan mo yung bintana, nakikiusyoso tayo. And, and that, it's normal. Normal sa Pinoy. Now, so Jesus was now popular and the number of his followers was continually increasing. Padami ng padami yung mga sumusunod kay Jesus. Mostly out of curiosity, perhaps. Not everyone were followers of Jesus. Now, in, our, in this day and age, you could be posting something unique and eye-catching, and before you know it, people are beginning to follow your social media page. Yeah, pag magaling ka kumuha ng picture, before you know it, ang dami mo ng followers, isa lang yung mag-share. Oy, nice photo, di ba? Tapos yung mga iba naman, OOTD, iba-ibang outfit of the day. Lahat ng Gen Z susunod, titignan nila. Ano ba yung cool ngayon? So, different things. Now, some are truly interested and others are simply curious as to what the next big thing could be. Such were the crowds who followed Jesus as He continued to travel. So, kahit nung panahon ni Jesus, ganun rin yung mga sumusunod sa Kanya. There are people walking with Jesus, and they were not really followers of Jesus. If you ask them, do you love Jesus? Huh? Huh? Ganun siguro yung sagot nila. Um, para lang church ngayon. You could ask people if they, fo- if they love Jesus, or if they actually live for Jesus, not everyone would say yes. Now, in verse 12, ligyan natin yung verse 12. In verse 12, it says, As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out. So, yung grupo ni Jesus, no, naglalakad sila, they came from Capernaum, and they were walking, they were walking another group. Hindi po to rumble. No? Yung mga, hindi po to rumble. Dalawang grupo magkakasalubong. So, there was another group na sasalubong kina Jesus. And this group, it was a funeral procession. A mother just lost her son. And there was also a crowd following this funeral procession. So, dalawa yan. May, may gate ng town. Sina Jesus, papasok. They're about to enter that town. And there was another group. Um, palabas ng town na yon. Kasi ngayon, yung town dito, Arco lang, di ba? If you go to, if you travel, uh, you go to another city, you drive up north, or even, lalo na sa north, maraming Arco. Welcome to La Union. I remember that when I drove to La Union, parang ang daming Arco. Bawat barangay may, ano, may, may Ark na welcome So, ito, during their time, sometimes the entrance to a city gate would actually be just a gate. It's actually a city gate. So, it wasn't so big. So, talagang magkakasalubong. Now, as they enter a small town called Nain, there was a group of people walking towards them. Nagkasalubong nga sila. The funeral procession was happening. Now, the text doesn't say who those people were. 
that all that the text said was that a woman, a woman's son, a widow's son actually, was being uh, laid to rest. It was common practice then that when a funeral procession passes through your house, ang practice, kaya may mga kasama, no? When a funeral procession passes through your house, you're supposed to join. So, naglalakad yan, and you're supposed to join to commiserate with the ones, with the family who lost a loved one. Yun yung practice dati. Expected na sasama kayo para makiramay, maglalakad kayo. Now, others, there were others who actually uh, hired mourners. This doesn't say if there were mourners. I don't know if the widow could afford mourners, but there were people. Some were probably neighbors. So there was a group of people following her. Now, some cultures do that today. Uh, there are cultures who hire mourners. Diba? Sa ibang bansa, may mga ganon. And I, I'm not sure if uh, some practice that in the Philippines. Kasi sa Philippines po, hindi nyo naman kailangan mag-hire ng mourners. Talagang, um, there really are, ganun po tayo eh. Meron tayong yung nakikiisa tayo. Nakikiisa tayo sa mga kasamba, sa sambayanan natin. Pag may namatayan, pupunta tayo. And tayo rin, even as a church, no, we do that. Um, I remember others naman, di ba, dito. Ang, ang practice, naglalakad. There are places here where you walk with the coffin, behind the coffin. Uh, you walk and as you, yung living po na tinatawag. Parang ganito yon ang difference lang, open yung coffin no, no? And I remember, others do cremation, but I, I do remember my parents together with my father's siblings, yung mga tito-tita ko po, walking behind the coffin of my Lola as she was laid to rest in 1986. Lalakad po sila um, from our house, because we live in Pasig, sa Pasig po, doon kami sa side ng Pasig na para siyang ano, bayan. Yung, sa, yung, yung town proper, and we'd do that. We'd walk, we'd walk behind the coffin. Hindi po ako, bata pa po ako nun. Nilibing nila yung lola ko. Little did we know that eight years later, in 1994, my mom would be walking behind my father's coffin. And as we laid him to rest in 1994. So, minsan ganon, ano? ganon yung practice sa Pilipinas. And talking about those two experiences, losing someone you love dearly is always a difficult and painful process. Hindi ko po alam kung lahat kayo na experience ngayon. I, I know, I, I, I see your faces here. Some of you have lost loved ones. Some even during COVID. And it's always painful. I remember thinking about this widow. A dear friend once said, one should never have to bury a child. Diba? Yung, yung magulang na nau, nauuna yung anak, napakasakit daw. You can't even imagine it. I'm looking at you, some of you are parents. You cannot imagine seeing that they happen. And yet others have experienced it. Some of you have lost family members. Others, difficult as it may be, have lost a child. And the pain doesn't seem to ever go away. 
For all of us, we can't even imagine another loss. It is just painful. Sakit lang. It's not something you imagine. Such was the predicament of the widow. Yun po yung widow. Yun yung sitwasyon niya nun. Ililibing nila yung anak niya. She had already lost her husband. We do not know when. Hindi sinabi sa text eh, kung kailan. It may have been years. It may have been months. But she no longer has a husband. Ang nililibing naman niya yung anak niya. Now, for those who have lost a loved one, though it gets better every day, the loss will always be a loss, isn't it? Yung kahit na it gets better, sabi nga nila, it gets better. And yet, you know, the loss will always be a loss. I remember being in uh, traveling years, years ago, um, almost 10 years ago. I was out of the country with uh, good friends. And it was 10 years after my father died. 10 or 11 years. And all of a sudden, biglang naalala ko na lang. Nakita ko ang ganda nung magtutour po kami nun eh. Biglang nakita ko ang ganda. Mahangin pa. May breakfast kami. Open air. Biglang naalala ko, hindi man lang kami nakapagbiyahe nung tatay ko. Miyak na po ako. Miyak na po ako yung dalawang kaibigan ko. Parang, tutuloy pa ba tayo? Sabi ko, okay lang. Okay lang ako. Naalala ko lang si Papa. And then, you know, nag-tour naman po kami. What I'm trying to say is, it gets better every day, but every now and then, it hits you. It's so painful. It's so painful. Ganun po yung pinagdadaanan ng ano, widow, dun sa binasa nating text. She probably was still recovering from the pain of losing her husband. Never goes away. Every now and then, it's gonna hit you. That's her situation. And now, ang nililibing naman niya, yung anak niya. Now, we need to understand, when she lost her husband, she lost opportunity. Siguro iniisip niya, Pastor, opportunity lang naman. But you have to understand the culture then. She lived at a time when only men carried the weight of working and earning an income for the family. He just had nothing offered to you if you were a woman. Nung panahon na yan, pag babae ka, wala na. Hindi ka makakapagtrabaho. Some of you are single mothers here. Can you imagine living during such a time as this widow did? Even those who are not single mothers. Every other female here, can you imagine being alive then? Nothing. There was nothing for you. Especially if you lost every male member of your household. Nothing. No hope. Women had no such rights. That is, unless their father was still alive, nung panahon po na to, na binasa natin, they had no rights unless their father was still alive. Then there was someone who's, who would take care of you, or they were married or had a son. Isip ko lang, nang iba sa atin dito, single. Paano na kung doon tayo nabuhay? Tapos ako wala na yung papa ko. Can you imagine that? If you had a son, you may be a widow 
You may lose your husband, but if you had a son, you still had a chance. Meron pang pwedeng magtrabaho para sa'yo. There was another man who could take on the role of providing and caring for them. Ganun yung sitwasyon nung, nung binasa natin. Now, imagine. Siguro yung iba sa inyo, eh, pastor, hindi naman ako female. Now, imagine. If you were a man who lived at such a time, imagine nyo, dun kayo, can you imagine the uncertainty of getting sick and every day hoping and praying that you will never have to leave your wife and children on their own? Can you imagine being a man at that time? Siguro konting ubo lang, kinakabahan ka na kung lalala siya kasi wala na talagang mag-aalaga. Ngayon nga, we're there, we're, at a time when there are opportunities for women, we worry about that. If you're the head of the family and you're gonna get sick, it's fearful. Kakatakot yun. How about being that young man? Imagine nyo, kung kayo yung anak, the son of a widow, being sick. Hindi ka pa, wala pang nangyayari, you're just sick. Knowing your mother will not have anyone to fend for her. How helpless and hopeless would you feel? If you're that young man, doon sa binasa natin, may sakit ka. Alam mo, wala nang aasahan yung nanay mo, ikaw lang. Because it's just how the culture is. How would you feel? This widow had such a son. Ano siyang son? Even with her husband's death, there was hope that life will be okay. She had a son after all. Diba? Wala yung asawa niya eh. Pero sabi niya siguro, parang meron naman akong anak. And then the, God, the son got sick and dies. Now the son is dead and they were on a funeral procession carrying his body. This widow's hope was gone and she was grieving. She was grieving. She was grieving for a lost son. She probably was also grieving because of the hopelessness she felt. What was going to happen after? We do not know if they even owned their home. Yung mga ganun, di ba? Pag nagbasa ka ng text, hindi mo alam eh. Hindi mo alam yung buong kwento. Do they even own their home? Or were they just renting? Magkakaroon pa ba ng bahay itong biyudang to pagkatapos? Was there enough savings to tide her through? Meron ba silang ipon? Hanggang kailan tatagal yung ipon? How long before she will need to beg for her food and the roof over her head? Nobody knows. Hindi natin alam, eh. hindi naman sinabi. All we can do is imagine how it was, how life was for that widow. The text did not say. Now, can you imagine? Kita na natin, di ba? Imagine being uh, a man or maybe the husband or the son in such a situation. Now, imagine. Imagine nyo, the people's whispers while they were on the funeral procession carrying her son's dead body. Imagine nyo yung mga binubulong-bulungan. Kawawa naman. Paano na kaya siya? Bakit naman yung anak pa niya? I mean, can you imagine? People were probably talking. Not because they wanted to talk, but their hearts were going out to her. 
This widow had nothing. No hope. You know, every time I visit a family who lost a loved one, you know, I have such thoughts. Siyempre, hindi ko naman po sinasabi, no? yung nakikiramay lang. Pero naiisip ko, lalo na po pag, parang walang lalo na, kahit anong edad, it's always difficult. You know, it's always difficult. I always think when I visit a family who lost a loved one, how difficult their situation is. I always realize, I'm always reminded how difficult it is to lose someone we love. That's probably what the people were thinking. Yung iba sa kanila, siguro pinagdaanan yon. Yung iba, hindi pa. Pero either way, nararamdaman nila yung sakit. Nararamdaman nila yung sakit. Now, bubulong-bulungan na sila, no? And then they see Jesus. Palabas na sila nung gate. So, can you imagine? Pag, pagsama nila dun sa procession, miiyak sila. They're probably, ang dami nila mga bulong-bulungan, kawawa naman siya. And then paglabas ng gate, they see another group. And they see Jesus. Pasalubong nila. Their whispers take on a new form. Bulong-bulungan pa rin sila. Ganun naman po ang mga tao, di ba? Mahilig mag-bulong-bulungan, mahilig mag-usap-usap. Naiba na yung tono ng usap nila. Hoy, di ba yan si Jesus? That's the miracle worker. Di ba siya yung napabalitaan natin? Isn't that Jesus? Meron pa kaya siyang pwedeng gawin para kay mommy ganyan or para kay tita ganyan. Meron pa kaya siya? Could he still do something for her? They probably were wondering. Siguro yung iba naman sabi, ay, late na. Sana dumating siya ng mas maaga. Baka hindi pa namatay yung anak ni tita. I don't know. I mean, these are the things that were going on in their heads. You know, interestingly, the widow wasn't even named. Walang pangalan. Can you imagine that? Somebody's telling your story, and your name even, even wasn't even mentioned. Parang hindi ka importanteng tao. And yet, you know, tong, tong taong to, this widow, I'm sure, in her grief, umiiyak siya, but she could also hear yung mga bulong-bulungan. Hindi ko alam, ano kaya yung iniisip niya? Can you imagine if you were in her place, what would be going, what would be the thoughts going through your mind? Some of you might not even want to walk. You'd probably want to stay at home. Siguro ito yung mga iniisip ng wedo, no, kung siya. I have no right to even ask for anything. Siguro siya sabi sa kanya, lapit ka yan si Jesus. Lapit ka, siya yung miracle worker. But this widow was probably thinking, I have no right to ask for anything. My husband is dead, and now my son is also gone. I am all alone, and there is no one who can take care of me. Remember the culture. Pagdating sa templo, may inner court, meron dito yung mga lalaki, nasa labas pa yung mga babae. So that's the situation of this widow. Wala siyang rights. So hindi niya siguro naiisip yung gano'n, iniisip lang niya, wala na akong pag-asa. You know, some of you here have a sense of what this widow was feeling. Losing all hope, 
nothing is going right. That's the situation of the widow, and some of you actually feel that way. You prayed for healing and it wasn't answered. You asked for provision and none came your way. You asked for a favor and got rejection. Your friends and family have all turned their backs on you. The people you expected to be there were nowhere to be found. You are grieving for everything you have lost. That's where this widow was. That was her situation. In verse 13, salubong na, no? In dalawang grupo. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Jesus spoke words of comfort that were almost like a command. It wasn't an empty platitude. You know, when somebody dies, we usually have no words to speak. Diba? Wala ka namang masasabi eh. I remember many, many decades ago, I was young, immature, and dumb. I mean, you know, I, I, I was trying to offer words of comfort and I said it's going to be okay. Biggest mistake of my life. Of course, I never said it again. Because, because there's just nothing you can say at a time like this. Hindi po ba? Diba? Nung, nung kinuwento ko lang yung nangyari sa akin, someone in front, umiiling na parang, ginawa mo yan. Ganyan yung itsura ni Dave. Ginawa mo yan. So, tagal na po yun. Bata-bata pa ako noon. And it was, there's just nothing. When somebody loses someone, you can't even say, don't cry. And that's what Jesus was saying. Don't cry. Can you imagine, diba, visiting? Minsan, all we can say is, I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. That's all we can say. Sometimes, just a hug. A dear friend of mine lost her sister, and she's in another country. All I could say was, I wish I was there to give you a hug. And what she said was, I wish, I'm wishing for that hug now. There's nothing to say. Now, that's what Jesus was saying to this widow. Insensitive ba si Jesus? Was Jesus insensitive? She had just lost her son. And with him, all hope of a decent life, how could she not even weep? Diba? Iyak na siya eh. Iyak siya ng iyak. And then Jesus would say, don't cry. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? You lost someone and somebody would tell you, don't cry. Magagalit siguro ako eh. Sasabihin ko siguro, isira ulo ko pala eh. I mean, I mean, you know, diba? I mean, or maybe you won't say it, but in your mind, you're gonna think that. How insensitive. And yet, that's what, that's what we read. Now, was Jesus being insensitive or was Jesus about to do something? We would think he was being insensitive and yet he was about to do something. In verse 14, Then he came, he came up and touched the bear. And the bearer stood still. And the bearer stood still. 
you know, beer, uh, it was like a stretcher. That beer is like a stretcher. It was an open stretcher. I have a picture here to give us a picture. That's what a beer is. So, palaba, yan, parang palabas sila nung city gate. So, it's an open, it's like, it's not even a casket. It's like a stretcher. Tiyatakpan lang, ililibing na nila. Now, Jesus touched the beer. Now, in their custom, it was written in the Old Testament, you cannot touch a dead body. Or whatever it was that the dead body was laid on. It was just, you will be unclean. Of all unclean things to do, that is the uncleanest. And all Jesus did, upon approach, tells the mom, do not weep, and touches the body of the dead son. So the, bear, the bearers stood still. Hindi ko alam kung out of respect or nagulat na lang sila, what are you doing? Ang ginagawa mo? And yet he said something. Young man, I say to you, arise. Imagine that. Jesus did the unacceptable. Okay, now, can you imagine yung intensity nung moment? Can you imagine what was happening? Kasi ngayon yung intensity na nakikita natin pag may dalawang mag-aaway. Diba? Or kaya yung anak umuwi ng late, hindi nagpaalam. So intention. Nung bata po ako, alam ko yung intensity na ganun. Eh, na yung paalam mo, 8 o'clock, tapos uuwi ka 12. Intense, diba? Sino sa inyo na-experience nyo na yun nung bata kayo? Yung mga may anak, hindi tinataas yung kamay nila eh. Ma-realize ng anak nila, ay pareha lang pala tayo. Pero, no, but it was intense. That moment was intense. Hinawagan ni Jesus yung patay. Tapos kinausap pa niya. Now, I wonder, ano ulit yung iniisip ng crowd? Anong ginagawa niya? What on earth is he doing what is unacceptable? OMG, o depende sa generation, di ba iba? OMG. Cray. Ayan, pababa ng pagbata yung generation, Cray. Ginugal ko pa yan. Ano ba yung Cray? No, but, but na may nagsabi po kasi sa akin, Cray. Sabi ko, ano kaya yan? No, but, but can you imagine yung intensity, di ba? Yung patay, hinawakan niya. So, iba-iba na naman yung iniisip ng mga tao. Now, pre- people probably had all sorts of responses coming from their culture. And to this day, ganun rin naman. When we do something that's not acceptable, we have different responses. We have a lot, you know, as, as a church, and you know, as Christians sometimes, and as a culture, hindi lang po as Christians, but even as Filipinos, ang dami nating don't do this and you do this and don't do this moment. Eh. May mga ganun tayo, mga... Um, it's as if we need to do certain things for good things to happen to us. Di ba may ganun? Ano example nun? Di ka kasi nagpe-pray eh. Have you ever heard that? You're miserable. Tapos yung isang tao, hindi naman alam kung anong ginagawa mo in your quiet moments, kung paano ko umiiyak, tapos sabi, hindi ka kasi nagpe-pray eh. Diba? Gusto mong batuhin? Gusto mong tanggalin yung sapatos mo? I don't know. I mean, you know, that's how you'd feel. 
Yung iba naman, dapat water fast para mas matindi ang breakthrough. And natatawa kayo, I hope you don't I hope you don't do that. I hope you don't go to people in their misery and say these unthinkable things. Please don't. But Jesus did was what, what was unacceptable. Yan yung ginawa ni Jesus. And the unthinkable happened. The unthinkable happened. Ano nangyari? Sabi sa verse 15, And the dead man sat up and began to speak. Hindi to dead man walking. Hindi to dead man speaking to. You know, sat up and began to spoke. Began to speak. Sabi niya siguro, Mom! Mommy! And after that, Jesus gave him to his mother. That man was raised from the dead, began, begins to speak, and Jesus gives him to his mother. Jesus did another miracle. Bago na namang miracle, ang dami natin pinagdadaan ng miracles this series, no? And Dr. Luke made sure people knew it was a complete miracle. Kaya niya sinabi, he began to speak. Every book of the Bible has a goal in writing the story. Luke had the goal. And him writing that the man began to speak was to show the readers then that it was a complete miracle that Jesus did. He wasn't just brought back from the dead. He was brought back to life. And I hope we realize there is a difference between being brought back from the dead and being brought back to life. This young man started to have a life in Jesus. So what was the response of the people? Verse 16, fear seized them all. Can you believe that? Nabuhay nga yung patay. Well, kung sa bagay, nakakatakot. Pagka ngayon naman yan, imagine mo. <laughs> Hindi mo, <laughs> I mean, Especially in our culture, there are other in other there are other cultures that have experiences. I, I do I do hope to be able to experience this. Although admittedly, hindi ko alam paano yata ako mag re, re, react no. But fear seized them all. Takot sila, and they glorified God. Fear, but they glorified God. A great prophet has arisen among us. Hey, imagine that. Tapos na sila dun sa batang nabuhay. In their minds, a great prophet, God has visited these people. And then this report, the Bible says, spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. Luke was showing the people something. Now, to the readers of Luke's original manuscript, kasi tayo, binabasa natin like thousands of years after. But to those to whom this was originally written, they would be reminded of something that happened hundreds of years earlier. In 1 Kings 17, the prophet Elijah raised the son of the widow of Zarephath from the dead. Now, si Elijah po, yung prophet na at that time, he was just taken to heaven. That's the story. He never died. So that story has been going around passed on through generations in Jewish history. So everyone was probably reminded of that exact same scene 
when Elijah in verse 23 brought down the child from the upper chamber into the house and delivered him to his mother and said, See, your son lives. Now, Elijah prayed and the widow's son was brought to life. Jesus spoke and the widow's son was brought to life. The people then were expecting for a Messiah. They were expecting a great prophet to come. Some of them were probably thinking, Elijah is coming back. Si Elijah yung Messiah na hinihintay natin. The message of Luke was clear. Jesus was a greater prophet. He was a greater prophet than Elijah. He is the Son of God who brings salvation and hope to people. He is the Son of God who brings salvation to this world. And this salvation is for those whom God will call. You know, Jesus came to dislodge every form of hierarchy. He was showing, back to back to eh, the centurion in Capernaum, the one whose servant was brought back, uh, the dying servant was brought back to life. They're technically part of that Gentile court. They can never enter. Now, Jesus performs a miracle for a woman, another in the outer courts, another one who can never enter. And Luke was showing everyone, God is going to bring salvation and God is going to change hearts of people regardless of who they are. It is the choice of God alone. It has not changed today. It hasn't changed today. God still is the one drawing people to him. We can never work for it and can never deserve God's love. It is freely given. And that's the message Luke was saying. What did the son do to be brought back to life? Nothing. What did the widow do to be given that miracle? Nothing. But Jesus gave it. The God who brings comfort is the same God who brings salvation and hope. This widow was in grief for losing her only son. He was the picture of hope for her. The comfort she needed and the miracle she got pointed her to the ultimate hope she needed. And that was coming from Jesus. The hope that comes from the God of the universe. You know, there is grief we all experience. Grief of losing someone. The grief, the collective grief of our nation because of COVID. Iba-iba eh. Iba-iba yan. Pag may nawala, there is grief. And there is comfort we all need. You know, I hope our time of grieving will point us to what we really need. I mentioned earlier that my father, we laid him to rest in 1994. I wasn't even 25 yet. I wasn't even 25 yet. It was a difficult time. I think for a month, I would sleep in my mother's room. That was, it was hard. And some of you have lost, a loved one knows how hard that was. I remember I have a friend who at the time, he still is a missionary. He was a missionary serving in Europe. Snail mail pa nun email. I got a postcard in the mail. I got a letter. And he shared something that 
stuck. He shared the verse that I never, you know, I've read the Bible at that time, cover to cover, that just never hit me the way it did that time. And he said, a father to the fatherless and the defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. You know, I remember that time in the midst of tears, in the midst of the uncertainty of what could happen and what would happen. I remember being comforted by the fact that God is a father to the fatherless. And that has forever changed my life. And I hope we realize today that our grief is a reminder of our ultimate need of God and the hope he brings. You know, this whole series, there are different miracles that we have seen in the Bible. Some of these miracles probably happened to some of us a lot. They happen. That's a reality. And when we don't get our miracle yet, there is grief. There's a sense of a difficulty of holding on to hope. But I hope, just like this widow and her son realized that when Jesus came in the midst of their grief, they were pointed to the one thing that they really needed. And that was the presence of God in the midst of grief because only God brings true hope. And that's the same message for us today. The message of the Bible has not changed. It has not changed. Jesus is the one who brings hope. And I hope that as we encounter God in our grief, we will also experience the hope He brings, the comfort He brings, and be the bearers of hope and good news to the rest of the world. That's what happened. The people responded that way because they realized God has come to be with them. It wasn't just one life brought back to life. But God has come, and His presence is what brings hope to all of them. Why don't we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank You. Lord, we thank you for sending Jesus so that we can experience the comfort that you bring in the midst of the valleys that we go through and the hope that the gospel brings, the eternal hope that comes from the gospel of Jesus. And I want to pray for two groups of people. Some of you, probably been attending church. I want, I want us all to stand as we pray. Probably been attending church. And yet sometimes you feel just like that widow. You can never be part of the inner circle. For whatever reason, you feel can't approach, I can't approach God. I've not lived right. I threw away many years of my life. I wasted years of my life. I don't think God will have time for someone like me. 
but you're exactly who this message is for. You're exactly the one Luke wrote this account of the gospel, this account of the life of Jesus. You're exactly the one this has been written for. And this afternoon, I want to pray for you. I want you to repeat this prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your comfort. Thank you for sending your son so that people like me could be welcomed into your presence. So that people like me could experience the comfort you bring and hold on to the hope that you give. Lord, I want a fresh start in my life. Please help me do that. Please help me see who you are every day. A good, gracious, and comforting God. I give you everything I have and simply hold on to the hope, the eternal hope that I have in you. In Jesus' name. I want to pray for you, for another group of people. Some of you are actually grieving. For some, it's grief that somehow has never gone away. Probably brought about by COVID, different things. Probably brought about by different experiences in your life. I want to pray for you this afternoon. I want to pray that God would supernaturally bring His comfort. I want to pray for you. If that's you, I want, to, I want you to raise your hands. We will pray for God's presence to be with you. Lord, you see these hands raised. Lord, you know what they've gone through. You know what they're going through. We may not know the depth of the grief that they have. And yet, Lord, you know, when nobody sees them crying, you are with them. And Holy Spirit, we ask, we ask for your comfort upon your people this afternoon. We ask that you bring comfort for those who are grieving for the loss of a loved one, for the loss of opportunity. Lord, for whatever loss they have experienced in life, may they experience their comfort. May they find hope in the promise that the gospel brings. Holy Spirit, we ask for your presence to be with your people this afternoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Why don't we close this sermon with a worship song?